Let's rumble. Good morning, everyone. Jim Laird here with Dr. Stillman in the dark. And um, it's a beautiful day here in Florida, at least. Is it still cold that we're in up there in Cali, California? Yeah, it's cold. Um, let's talk for a minute, actually, about how, um, about why I'm in the dark. Um, you know, a lot of people you see, like, are, especially on social media, are totally obsessed with their lighting. And for those of you who don't know, Jim and I are really big on people getting their lighting environment right, which means mimicking the natural rhythms of the day. And the only reason I'm on here at nine o'clock is because that's when we usually have this set. And it's actually, it's actually, it's pre-dawn right now. So it's, it's actually light enough for me to be, you know, up and navigating my environment. Like we, I could read a book right now. You just can't tell how light it is here because of the camera. But it's really important that people get over their vanity and start to really fix their lighting environment because it's so much more important. Your health is so much important and more important than your vanity. And so it just doesn't matter if you're in the dark on a Zoom call. It doesn't matter if you're in the dark on the phone. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. Um, the way that artificial light disrupts the human system is insane. You know, I think it's probably more dangerous than 90% of the things that you're going to see influencers talking about, whether that's, you know, seed oils is like the big one right now. Everyone is like shrieking about seed oils and it's really inappropriate because they don't caveat it properly with, you know, the fact that it's just industrially produced chem chemical ridden seed oils. There's nothing wrong with like pumpkin seed oil, you know, or cashew oil or whatever. Not that I like consuming these things as oils, but you know, that's a whole other story. So pumpkin seeds and cashews are just way too tasty to turn into oil and consume. Like just eat them, <clears throat> eat them cashews. I'm with you, man. I'm with um, you. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you had, um, what's her name that wrote lights out years ago, of course, Suzanne Summers. And of course, Dr. Jack Cruz really pushed the circadian stuff. Uh, and now people like Huberman have kind of brought it to light, but I still don't think people realize how and, and of course, we've got the the other extreme where people are like, well, all you need is the sun. You don't need to worry about anything else. And and I think the sun's important, but it's obviously or else there wouldn't be famines in Africa and there wouldn't, you know, hunter gatherer tribes wouldn't eat at all if, it, if nutrition wasn't important. So, you know, there's an element of truth to everything. But, um, you know, people are starting to see that. And you're looking at the research, you know, all these research papers coming out about circadian rhythm linked to cancer. But people are still. If you go out and about, I mean, even here in Florida, I look like I look like I'm a Latino compared to most of the people um, in uh, in Florida here. We got people with just pasty, pasty, pasty white because they're so scared of the sun and they just it's just way overlooked. You know, people don't even think about it. And it's a huge component of your overall health and wellness. And, you know, we literally smash people over the head with it in our in our coaching stuff, you know, because it's it's you such know, a lovingly, gently. Yeah. In a lovingly, generally, sometimes, you know, sometimes you have to smash, but well, we, I think it's a really important point. You know, I think, I think it's, it's been so funny working with you because I have a background in medicine, not coaching. And, you know, first that means that what I tell people to do carries a lot more weight than what most people tell them to do. Right. Yeah. You, so you learned coaching and training people that people are creatures of habit and whether you like it or not, your listener, your, your watcher whichever you may be doing right now, you are going to listen to and you're going to go with what you hear the most. And that means that if we don't repeat ourselves a lot, you're actually not going to do it. And that's part of the, the part of behavior change. 
is you know g getting to know someone uh, developing a rapport and a relationship with them, understanding their unique situation, and then actually repeating the message they need to hear over and over again so that they will actually do it. And I think yeah, that's, like with yeah. children, like how many times do children actually listen the first time, right? And even people in general, that's, I mean, that's kind of human nature to kind of be like, oh, whatever, you know, it's, kind it's of human nature. Yeah. And that's uh, why we have, you know, group coaching as part of a almost all the medical plans that I offer now and then b um we have you know group coaching programs just period uh speaking yeah. of which we have a group coaching uh, program that I'm going to be offering with Clark Engelbert at the end of the month that webinar is going to be in five days now uh I think five five six days something like that it's this Saturday. Yeah. Saturday right yeah Saturday at 11 a.m eastern if you want more information click the first link in my bio mm -hmm. this Saturday um, yeah, and then Jim and I are going to be having another group coaching course launch end of August. We're really excited about that. And the annual plans I have open now, you can find out more about those in my link tree as well. Those annual plans also include group coaching and the executive uh, physicals, executive wellness services also include group coaching. So, And we also um, added a fitness component to the fundamentals of wellness. Just had my first uh, question and answer on Saturday, which was really great. It's going to allow me to kind of customize the course according to what the needs of the people that are in the course are. And of course, no matter if you're a beginner or a high level athlete, I can help you adjust what you're doing. Um, I, I'd argue there's very few things I haven't seen. And if I haven't seen it, I know who to talk to to find out what needs to happen. So yeah, I've seen Jim I, I, take, I know, can at least point you in the right direction. Yeah, I've seen Jim take cases uh, that he saw in fundamentals wellness or other coaching programs and take them to some of the top minds in um in physical training and exercise i don't know what you would call it um anyway we should do an episode on that where we talk about who you go to and who you talk to and yeah and yeah well so, a lot of it is in in really you know we had one case where a gentleman had uh his right lung removed <clears throat> actually i need to still talk to this gentleman about it and um just what would happen to the body um, you know, because I talked to the guy's surgeon and so I talked to one of my 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 mentors about it. And we basically we basically came to the theory that, you know, most people get stuck on the right side because there's no space. You can't expand that right side anymore, that that body is going to double down on the right side. So it's going to compress that side even more. We got another kid in our practice who's had muscles removed from his right leg. And of course, the physical therapists, uh, God bless them. Um, they think they need to strengthen the leg, but in actuality, the body is going to double down on that leg because that's the strong strategy. It's very counterintuitive, yeah. Yeah, so they're gonna that leg is gonna get cranked on harder. So you have to like with a guy with no right long, you've got to do things to open the right side up and then keep that right side from getting compressed because he was having foot pain on his right foot and his right knee. And all the things he was doing was causing him to bear down even more on that right strategy. So you're just basically the stronger you get that right side, the more compression into the ground. So it literally crushes him into the ground. So you actually have to do things to get him out of that side. Um, you know, so it's it's a it's a little counterintuitive. And that's why it's good to have, you know, other people to kind of bounce ideas off. And you look at things that have worked in the past and you kind of take a look at that and you try different things. And it's really a, a, a new experiment with every person you work with. And the more people you work with, the more data you have to kind of say, 
the probability of this working is good, but you don't know until you try it, you know, and a lot of people, yeah. one of the reasons I've done well is because I've failed a lot. Right. And, and, and that's part you of know my favorite, problem. one of my favorite quotes from Niels Bohr about that. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. An expert is merely someone who has made all of the mistakes possible within a very narrow field. And I'm lucky I did most of the mistakes on myself. So that, that, <laughs> most of the mistakes were on me. So um, that being said, we're talking about iodine again today. And this is, I think, our third, well, including your master class. This will be the fourth iodine thing. And I think as we've identified in the previous episodes, um, iodine is even more important today. Because, you know, you'll look at like, They'll talk about hunter-gatherer tribes. They'll look at the Japanese and they'll say, well, they have this much iodine. But, you know, I don't think any of these hunter-gatherer tribes are dealing with the kind of toxic load that we are dealing with in our modern world with the amount of fluoride and bor is it boride? Yeah. boride? yeah, I was just looking at this interesting article today, uh, finding that the United States is dealing with a, a crisis of early death. Mm. So people need every edge they can get over death. Gee, I wonder what that's from. I, everywhere in the world, the the uh, the death rate's up like eighteen to twenty percent, isn't it? Yeah, but apparently it's special, especially bad in the United States. So shocker. Well, and it's funny the insurance companies, the life insurance calls uh, uh, companies, they won't lie about this stuff because it's it's their bottom line, right? Right. Huge payouts. Yeah, and this is younger. This is younger people. These aren't older folks, and of course they'll blame right. it on the on the beer bug, right? But um the what bug the beer bug beer corona beer bug beer bug okay that one was a new one for me man that was a new I, one you've heard me see the you've heard me say the beer bug the face diaper anyway the clot right. shot enough about that <laughs> it's it's coffee there's no alcohol in here james yeah james asked jim in the comments what he's drinking so anyway all right, iodine. Jim was saying iodine is super important because we are dealing with a toxic environment run by narcissists and psychopaths. And so you need every edge you can get to keep your body healthy. And, and iodine, and in my opinion, does this two ways, essentially. Number one, iodine, when it gets into your, and this is the one that most people don't know about, which is why I'm starting with it. But when iodine gets into your cells, it creates what are called iodolactones and other iodine structures with the components of your cell. And those components, uh, the iodinated components, work differently than their non-iodinated counterparts. This has to do, I think, with their quantum principles. And honestly, this is an area of the science that there's actually not been a lot, relatively speaking, of research on. Because, you know, there's not a lot of money in understanding a lot of these basic nutritional concepts and they do threaten major, major vested interests because they're so effective. I mean, that's why, for example, I have a patient, we, we, I, I, she said, look, I really want to get off my thyroid hormone. I said, okay, fine. You know, but listen, I wouldn't do it straight from the dose you're on. And you, I want you to try it with what I call the iodine protocol practice, which is a protocol I created to taper people up onto a high dose of iodine, and then I supervise them on that. And she said, okay, great. And so we pull her off the thyroid replacement hormone, and we start the iodine protocol. And a couple of weeks later, I'm checking in with her. Hey, listen, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. You know, I'm like, hey, are you gaining weight? 
are you tired? Are you fatigued? You know, are you having any symptoms of, of hypothyroidism? She says, no, I just feel great. And, you know, I checked in with her, I think a few days ago now, and no mention of any of those symptoms, feeling fine, feeling great, excited to be off the thyroid hormone. So I'm not saying hey, all of you can do that. I'm certainly not trying to practice medicine via the internet. Um, you should discuss any such changes with your, your competent healthcare practitioner before making them. We're obviously open for business. If you need a good doctor and a good team, we can take care of you at my practice. That's stillmanmd.com or go to Blinktree. So the point is you can, you'll see amazing shifts in how people feel with high dose iodine. And I, I mentioned thyroid hormone in this example, because it's the other way I use it, which is iodine is necessary for the production of thyroid hormone and people will need much less thyroid hormone. This is based on my, what I've seen in my practice. It's based on what Dr. Brownstein, the expert in this has seen in his practice. Go watch my interview with him. Um, on my Substack, if you just go to stillmanmd.substack.com or you go through my link tree, it's in there as well. And then you put in Brownstein, B-R-O-W-N-S-T-E-I-N. Uh, you're going to come up with my interview of him. Uh, you get the same thing if you put in iodine for the record. So I'll my point is, uh, yeah. I'll put it in the show notes too. Yeah, thanks. Mm -hmm. So anyway, Brownstein, uh, we've seen tons of people get better with high dose iodine and drop their requirement for thyroid hormone, which is amazing. Because, you know, if you're used to taking thyroid hormone, if you know anything about hypothyroidism, it's, it's generally speaking sold to patients as this horrible, long, slow march into higher and higher and higher and higher and higher doses of thyroid hormone. And it's also, you know, many of them are basically just told by the medical industry, well, you're just going to have to get used to being more tired. This is just the aging process. You're just feeling older. You know, you just happen to have palpitations. A lot of that's other hormonal issues that are being papered over with iod with sorry with thyroid hormone and many of those symptoms you know when i tell patients that they're going to take high dose iodine i tell them there's four uh, big things that they need to watch out for rapid weight loss having too much energy insomnia and palpitations now i personally and, and the, the having too much energy also bleeds into anxiety so a lot of those people will say yeah i had a ton of energy and then they say yeah and then i felt a little bit like too wrapped up and i kind of wanted to like take a take a chill pill, maybe pop a half a Benadryl, you know, whatever. Jump in, the, jump in the float tank. Yeah. And the rapid weight loss is really cool because it really does accelerate people's metabolisms and it helps get the fluoride and the bromide out of the cells, which is where it's blocking the electric potential of the cell from creating energy, you know, because those are dielectric blockers. So would and you that, say that iodine improves for the quantum health people? You'd say iodine improves redox? A thousand percent. In fact, it's one of the key elements that's missing from most of the quantum health researchers and influencers armamentarium. They haven't yet, um, this might sound conceited, but they haven't yet graduated into using it in high doses. And I understand why anyone's skeptical of high doses. And for the record, right, I just did my thyroid labs and my TSH is up. Uh, and I'm on high dose iodine, but I feel great. I look good. You know, I'm actually functioning better in many ways than I ever have before, but that's partly because I changed some other things in my mineral balance. So well, I think it has a lot to do with what you're doing for your cognitive stuff too. What does your cognitive stuff? I think your brain mappings helped you a lot. Yeah. You're not the only person to tell me that. Yeah. So for the record, I'm doing neurofeedback right now as part of a, um, just basically to recover from years of, of, 
toxic work environments in hospitals, um, among other things. And so I'm doing neurofeedback and it's been really powerful. And so I'm doing that and I'm doing a bunch of mineral balancing, which, and that's why the mineral balancing webinar is coming up is that I started to use mineral balancing on myself and realized that I'd really been in some ways underdosing people on uh, minerals for a long time and that I needed to actually use higher doses to get optimal clinical effects. And so I went ahead and, and uh, started using those higher doses myself and was really pleased with the results. You know, it's funny. I, I have a friend of mine that I, I'm walking through a chronometer and this person's been struggling. Um, and this person's mineral balances are just like trash, you know, like no potassium, you know, it's outside in the heat all day. Um, you're yeah. taking plenty of salt, but not getting any potassium, very low magnesium, you know, so I, I you know, as I, that's one of the main things I've learned from you in the practice is the importance of having, you know, that mineral balance. Right. And, and that's where, you know, a lot of people go wrong and get on these, like, I'm only going to eat meat. I'm only going to eat vegetables. I'm only going to do this. I'm only going to do that. And they miss out on a lot of these, these minerals and micronutrients that over time end up biting them on the ass, you know? That's right. And they don't even know it. Yeah. And a lot of them don't even realize that it's not going to show up in a standard blood test well. Well, and then they just start taking more electrolyte packets. And, you know, what happens if that electrolyte packet pushes you even further down that path, right? That's right. Or they start yeah. taking, you know, beef liver. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and who knows what, you know, what your copper, what your zinc is, who knows all that. Just throw shit against the wall. Hopefully something sticks. You'll definitely get a lot of flies if you, you throw shit against the wall. You're better off throwing shit on the ground because then you're at least you'll grow some flowers eventually. So, um, deep thoughts with Jim Laird. Yeah, that's a good one. I just came up with that. That's good. I'll have to write that one down or put it back here. Like, give it. I got one hamster who's running really hard, so I just have to like whisper in his ear. Just remember, throw shit on the ground. At least you'll grow flowers. Maybe he'll remember it. You know. Let's talk about the. Uh, let's talk about the protective. Um, aspects of iodine how does it protect your body um you know other than raising your redox and and flushing out some of the crap you've got in your body what other things does it do as far as the protective mechanism i know they use it for like if you're in like a nuclear exposure or radiation yeah. exposure but that's mostly to prevent you from absorbing a radioactive form of iodine that will concentrate in your thyroid gland you know unfortunately so it, basically blocks, these, it basically blocks it yeah well it's it competes with it so right. it's basically if, if that if that radioactive iodine has anywhere that it can get a foothold in your body, it will. And so if, if you kind of like uh, nicotine with the beer bug. Yeah, yeah, it's similar, but not the same. OK. Um, so anyway, with iodine, what you have is. Uh, I, basically, the mechanism of its protection is twofold. Number one. If you're increasing someone's levels of thyroid hormone that are circulating and that are activated, right, you're going to be increasing someone's basal metabolic rate. That's the big thing that thyroid hormone does. It regulates how much energy you're burning. So you're going to have more energy burn. You're going to have more energy in the cell. The name of the game in preventing cells from going bad, whether that's viruses, intracellular bacteria, cancers, uh, whether it's immune systems getting dysregulated and creating autoimmunity or allergy, but the name of the game is metabolism. It is 
cellular bioenergetics. All disease comes back to dysregulation within bioenergetic pathways. And that's kind of hard for a lot of people to wrap their brains around, but it's a simple fact. And you can go back to the literature and read it any way you like. And it's very clear that that's the reason. That's why people get so, they get so confused and, and distracted by, you know, these influencers and experts who say, oh, well, it's just this, it's just that, it's this other thing. Oh, it's, you just got to take these drugs. You just got to take this supplement. It, it, you got to be really comprehensive in how you look at these things, which is why, you know, one of the things that I think sets us apart from other people, we really have this great curiosity for learning all the different things uh, that are affecting people badly. So to put it so, simply, pretty much mitochondrial dysfunction is what you're pretty much talking about. When your engine yeah. just isn't running right, that's when Correct. things go Yeah. And iodine really helps tune everything up so that it works better and faster. Well, I mean, and, if you combine that with having a good circadian rhythm and like eating, not eating like an asshole and drinking high quality water, all of a sudden you're running around like you've got this big engine that's just rolling, right? Yeah, that's exactly and right. You, you can get away with a lot more stuff, you know, so you, you have more forgiveness in what you can do. Right. Absolutely. Now, I do want to mention to people that, you know, iodine, because it pushes out fluoride and bromide, which are just toxic as can be it does create some of these what i believe they've been attributed to iodine as side effects of iodine i don't believe that if you go back to the 1800s physicians threw iodine at everything one of the greats of the 19th 1900s albert st georgi he, he discovered vitamin c one of the most incredible researchers at the time he said basically in medical school they were taught when in doubt give the patient iodine and it'll make it go about go away you or know? give them a fever. Well, that wasn't, I mean, he didn't say that, but that's an old, an old remedy. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's goes back to ancient Greece. I think it was Parmenides who said, give me a, a medicine that creates a fever and I will cure any disease. Yeah. That, that's where I got that from. But, um, yeah. well, I think there's this misconception that like, when you, when you go to, to help somebody, they're always going to feel better right away. You know, like, like when you injure something, there's going to be swelling there's going to be inflammation, you know, the body has to start the healing process. And part of the healing process is you're not feeling great for a little while. Yeah. Right. right. I think, I think a lot of people, they start something new or they cut things back and they're like, I feel like garbage. Uh, and then they just jump to something that makes them feel better. And that's why a lot of these like cold and flu medicines and things like that, you know, they have things in the actual medicine that trick your body into feeling good or better. Sure. Right. Because people just don't want to, or people that have like overworked for years and years and years and burned the candle. They don't want to like lay down and just relax and chill and just feel tired. They, they want to you know, be going all the time. So they start taking stuff to make them going all the time. And they, right. instead of crashing their car at 40 miles an hour, they crash it at 95, right? Which is a lot, more, a lot more uh, damaging than crashing your car at 45, right? So um, I think there's a this misconception that, you know, you're always going to feel better when you start a new treatment, right? And sometimes that's not the case. Yeah, and with, with iodine, sometimes it takes months for people to get over their toxic burden. You know, I, one of the things you'll see in people who are detoxing from fluoride and bromide is that they start to have more breakouts. Mm -hmm. That is acne, for those of you not hip to the lingo. Uh, and what, the, what will happen is over months, those will diminish and get better. Uh, but but it's surprising, you know, sometimes those, those won't start for weeks or months. That until they've been on it for that long.
at a high dose. And so I know that the, the iodine is not, I mean, it seems amazing, like at the doses we're using, that it doesn't just get around the body and get into everything and start kicking out all this crap and, you know, it's, that it's not a quick process. But the body is a big place. It's a big place uh, that to you just seems small. And so it can take a lot of time to get bad things out. And that's part of well, why. And, it's, and here's it's the thing, too. like Blood tests. I don't want people to think that you just throw everybody on iodine. You, you like to no. get an idea of where people are at. And we want people, even with weight loss, you know, we want people to improve their health first mm -hmm. so that they have the, you know, the resources, they have the liver, the right. kidney right. function, the blood sugar right. control to get this crap out of their body. Because if your liver, your liver's like overburdened, if you're in a, your liver's in like in a bad place, if your blood sugar's all over the place and right. then you throw, you throw something into your body that's going to start dumping a bunch of toxins into the blood, uh, that, that might not uh be the greatest experience for you but you know generally speaking we have someone come into the practice you generally get an idea of you know where they're at get them get their health going in the right direction get them doing some good habits and then you start throwing some of these protocols at people and there are exceptions of course but instead of throwing stuff at you know if you have someone that has an acute issue um you might be a little more aggressive from what i've observed but yes. you know, for most people let's get the person healthy and then we'll start playing around with some of these things and these these protocols tend to work a lot better if you're you're healthier. I mean, we run into tons of people in the coaching practice that are on everything but the kitchen sink, like literally, you know, thousands of dollars of supplements and peptides and HRT and this it's crazy this and that treatment. And we, and we pull that back and we get them on the fundamentals for a couple months and they, they manage their stress. And then all of a sudden they add some of these things back in and they actually get a result from it. Right. Yeah. We see that a lot. Well, on that note, Jim, I got to run. Got okay. stuff to do, like breakfast. If you uh, if you want to learn all about regenerative farming and skincare, like non toxic crap that you can put on your face and body, make sure you tune in for Charles May Mayfield tomorrow. We're going to learn all about lard. We're going to learn about smart lard. So we'll be here for that. And of course, you can check us out on stillmanwellness.com uh, or stillmanmd.com. The MD site is the medical side of the practice. The, the right. Stillman Wellness is the coaching side of the practice. And of course, if you go to our link trees, we've got all sorts of good stuff in there. And um, look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. Please like and subscribe and uh, have yourself a great day. Make sure you get outside no matter where you are. Take care, everyone. Have a great day.